0: Hello friends, my name is Aliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars. Five stars. Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. All right, everyone, welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Aliza Kelly, and I am here with my dear friend, fellow Leo, Leo's sun, Gemini moon, Gemini rising. So we know that Kelsey Dara is all about that life. And what life? Yes. We're going to find out. Kelsey is a comedian, writer, and filmmaker, best known for her works on the internet during her time at BuzzFeed, where she made over 500 videos about women, comedy, and taboo subjects like mental health and sexual wellness. Her first book was released this year titled Don't Fucking Panic, The Shit They Don't Tell You in Therapy About Anxiety Disorder, Panic Attacks, and Depression. She is currently working on a mental health documentary following the story of Soraya Reese and her second book, second book is centered around chronic pain and illness. You can see her on Dating No Filter on E, streaming on Hulu, or her two weekly podcasts, Confidently Insecure, which is my favorite since I was on it and guilty pleasures.
1: <laughs> that <laughs> it's was so nice so, to talk to
0: you again.
1: I'm like hearing you say that, I'm like I just want to carry you around and like play that all day. That was such a nice intro. Thank you.
0: Thanks. Thankfully this is a podcast and you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> you could yes, actually you're right. make that happen.
1: Make it my ringtone.
0: Okay, so quickly before we get into anything, um is this like an SNM wall that you have behind you of like <laughs> leather straps and whips and stuff.
1: So I realized like I've been asked like what is going on behind me so many times and I just moved into this new house. So I'm I'm still redecorating. But those are my microphone stands hanging on my door.
0: Okay, sure. And then yeah,
1: <laughs> sure. And okay. then behind me is like a shrined wall to myself, which I feel like is very important in a woman, woman's life, like a businesswoman entrepreneur. It's basically like, all of my accolades and accomplishments that I get to look at every day and like hype myself up. And then, you know, I'm a book whore. Um, as you know, I have all of your books, and this was before I even met you. And so people get very upset when they see my bookshelf because I put my books backwards. So I like face the pages out to me. Oh, rather that's,
0: than, that's really disturbing. Than but like, Wait, why is that? Why is okay. that? That really is quite upsetting. <laughs> I, like I said,
1: book whore since I was a kid. Have loved books. I treat every single book as like a piece of magic, like a piece of like a chapter in my life. And I know where they are and I know how to find them. And so I just I'm also like very picky about book covers. And so some of them are not very cute spines. And so I flip them around and then like they speak to me when I need to get them.
0: Wow. I mean, I (laughs) I feel like I have more questions just based (laughs) on that anecdote alone i don't is, is, ha, when did you start doing that
1: as long as i can remember i always faced i would always take like sleeves off of books and then face the the pages towards me i don't know why i think it's. were beautiful. you worried
0: about like people seeing the books that you were
1: reading no oh god no i kind of want people to know but i think it says a lot about a person right yeah
0: but it just nobody can
1: I know, but it's also my office. So there's not like a ton of people in here. I guess it's for me, right? It's really wild. It is really wild. People hate it.
0: Between that and then the (laughs) S&M wall, like, and then the Space Jam outfit, of course. The
1: energy in here is chaotic, (laughs) just like me. I am wearing a Space Jam jersey to go film a podcast about the new Space Jam. Which Which is also, of
0: course, another sure. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. Kelsey, I so enjoyed talking to you on your podcast. I'm so grateful that you are back on Stars Like Us. And now I uh, get to ask
1: you all the uh, questions. I'm so crazy. Always hard.
0: Uh, yes. And they're going to, these are going to be the hardest questions you've ever answered in your whole life. I'm sure. <laughs> no, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like you
1: get it. You're a podcast host. So like when you go on other people's podcasts, it's always so hard not to flip it and like ask you a bunch of questions. I'm going to really be mindful of like listening to your questions and answering them.
0: Yes, it it is so... It, well, we'll talk about that another time. Let's get started and talking okay. about how you became who you are today. What wow. is your origin story?
1: I really identify with my signs. Like I'm learning more about moon and, and rising, but I always was really strongly connected to my Leo energy. And my mom is a Leo and she is the most incredible, badass, hardworking, like come from nothing, built an empire person. And that's what I was raised with. Like I saw my mom at work and my dad at home coaching and like running us around. And he was like a stay at home dad. He's a little older. He retired early. Um, And so when I would go over to my friend's houses, I would be like, why is your mom home? Like, why is she here? Go like, I thought women are supposed to like, be entrepreneurs and CEOs, so I feel really lucky, and of course traumatized <laughs> and like burdened by uh, <laughs> being raised by like such a powerful woman. And so, to me, I always knew I was going to work for myself. I always knew I was going to be an independent creator, um, and. I love the arts. I was always in like musical theater. I was like that kid in the plays and singing and dancing. And I'm okay. a Leo, so I love attention, right? What was
0: your favorite role that you had the opportunity to play?
1: <sighs> it's so cliche, but I got the lead in the Senior Spring Musical, which is a very big deal at our school. And I got to play Millie Dillmount in Thoroughly Modern Millie, which was like, wow. a very big deal for me. Wow, Thank you. It was my shining moment. Maybe yeah. the thing I'm most proud of. But yeah, I was like, a whore for attention. And I always thought that was a bad thing. I was always told like wanting attention, you're an attention whore. Like, oh, why do you always need to be the center of attention? And it wasn't until in my 20s and I had a really good therapist point out like, why wouldn't you want attention? Attention's amazing. Like you get to speak to people, you get to soak up information, you get to uh, let go of control by being, you know, the most present and mindful version of yourself in that moment. So it doesn't surprise me that this is the business I'm in. Um, it doesn't surprise me that I have like six different hyphenates and titles of a person which <laughs> is something like I used to be ashamed of but now I'm like no it depends on who I'm talking to that day. Right
0: and yeah. also it depends it's your gemini rising and moon so it's like whatever. Is it? yeah. 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 Yeah
1: so I again like I'm learning more about gemini rising and moon but everything I've heard so far I'm like oh yeah. I that it it me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so how did BuzzFeed come to be? How did that become part of your story?
1: Yeah, it's definitely the thing that people know me the most from. It was definitely the biggest like um, jump in my journey, I guess you could say, like my launch point. But I had actually started making YouTube videos back in 2010, which is like when it came out. Whoa. Oh, gee. Yeah. And I had a video go viral and it was called Shit Girlfriend Say and I. I that garnered a lot of attention because it was like, oh, what's this streaming platform? I can watch comedy. I can make skits. And I realized I can work for myself. You mean I don't need to go through an agent and a manager and auditions and like the traditional bullshit of Hollywood. So I started just doing that more and more. And I built up this like channel. And back then, you know, a hundred thousand followers was a really big deal. And so I made connections through there and and was doing stand-up and improv and comedy. And I went through a horrible breakup, like the worst breakup of my life that like put me in rehab afterwards. I mean, I was at my lowest, completely depressed, um, like suicidal ideology. You know, I write about in my book that whole period of my life. And then something saved me. And I just started applying for this job. I had heard about BuzzFeed and I just started applying, applying, applying. And... I was emailing this one guy over and over again, like anytime I put out a new video or like, here you go. Like, don't forget about me. And he was like, please stop emailing me. I don't control hiring. I'm not the right person. And I just kept emailing and emailing and emailing until I got an interview and I went in and finally, this was after like six months of just annoying this guy. And I was actually interviewed by Ned Fulmer, who, if anyone knows the BuzzFeed crew, that's he's part of the Try Guys. And... They hired me. And on the first day of work, I went up to that guy and I was like, hi. And he was like, (laughs) oh my God, you fucking made it. And I became obsessed with the job. I would get there at seven in the morning. I wouldn't leave till like 11 o'clock at night. I stayed there so long that the custodians and the janitors actually told on me to HR that I would like stay there overnight. And then like, they would tell on me. So HR was like, you have to go home. And I'm like, I'm just, I've never had access to this equipment and this audience. And like, I just love creating. And there was definitely like, and
0: did they give you like free reign? Is that, I mean, did you have? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. There it's like showrunner school college. Like you are the producer, writer, actor, publisher, marketing, like you get to be you. And that's what I really love about Buzzfeed is that they hire people because of like who they are and, only that person can work there because they are so special and have a point of view, and they foster, um, you know, that culture, which was really helpful. And within like eight months of working there, I got <laughs> promoted to being a development partner, which was like six of us that they decided talent wise they were going to kind of platform and try and become like our sort of managers and get us deals and da 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 da. So at that point, that's when like the growth really happened. And I got to make a show on Comcast. I got to make a pilot for Oxygen Network, like just doors started opening. I started my own podcast there. I was running the Facebook vertical. Like I just had so much to do. And I freaking loved every second of it. And the, the environment was just amazing. And you know, views and numbers are great, right? Like I was averaging 14 million views per video when I was at my like peak. Yeah. It was like the Facebook days. And I realized like all of that is amazing and great, but like the community and the impact that I was able to make was what gave me like real purpose in life. Like, you know, you can see the influencers that go crazy with numbers and it becomes like their whole thing. But for me, there was a shift around like 2016, 2017, when I decided to start making videos about um, mental health and personal wellness that I really feel like I built like my brand there and like my flagpole in the moon, like this is who I am and this is what I represent here.
0: So going back to this breakup that you had, when you've already started to define yourself on the internet and you have followers and you're in, you know, you're visible, right? You're someone who people know. And as a Leo, as a performing Mm -hmm. Leo, you know, it's, I think that it, you know, on a surface level, someone could think, why the sadness? Like why the long (laughs) face, you know, like you have it all, um, can you share with us the experience of having reached milestones and having achieved already accolades, but then also going through depression and like deep, deep depression at that same time was the joy relegated to, were you aware of the joy? Was it Mm. only relegated to certain aspects of your life? And then Mm -hmm. the other ones were like, it, it Mm -hmm. doesn't Mm -hmm. matter. Or how Mm -hmm. did, How did all of that coexist within you?
1: Totally. That's such a great question because it was like a self gaslighting that I would see comments that are like, there's no way this girl really has anxiety or there's no way this girl really has depression because she's so happy. She's so bubbly. She's so successful. She has like, you know, at the time I was like dating and da, 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 da. And that really made me question my own validity of like my mental health disorder. I was diagnosed with, Uh, anxiety and panic attacks uh, when I was 17. And I'd been on medication since then. And so for me, it was very private. I did not tell people I was on medication. I did not explain my mental health journey to people at all. And so almost keeping it private was the thing that made it fester and and worse because I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. I wasn't like sharing that information. And it wasn't until we did a mental health week at BuzzFeed where we made every video that was on the platform for a week was all related with mental health. And I decided to make a video that told my story through the journey of being diagnosed, the depression, the suicidal ideologies. And I did it in a form where I took the pills I had been prescribed and I did like a stop motion animation storytelling. And that was my like coming out story to the world with mental health. And the day it was posted was like simultaneously the scariest and most incredible moment of my life because I started to get an influx of DMs and comments and messages, like people got tattoos of the words I had written on themselves. And I started to see this community forming of like, oh, whoa, holy shit, this is the right way to do this. Keeping it in and letting it fester, even though I was in therapy and yada, yada, yada. I did not realize like what I actually needed as a Leo performer was to be very vulnerable and raw and honest. Because, you know, us Leos, we like to be like, I'm the best and here I am like right, the leader. Like the, yeah.
0: Like no, perfect. no problem. Yeah. Yes. Just everything yes. is like ready to perform, ready yes. to go. Yes. The show must go on
1: hundred <laughs> percent. And like what I learned with Gemini is that I am a soaker of information and that I love to kind of like soak that in and then regurgitate that back into the world. And it makes 100% sense for what I do is like I would learn and try things and test things and make videos about certain treatments or whatever and then put that out in the world. Even if it wasn't something that worked for me or that was like deemed wrong, like my purpose became I'm going to fucking change this narrative about what mental health looks like to people, not just in society, but like who's allowed, I'm making air quotes, who's allowed to be <laughs> in the mental health space. And I think, you know, our generation is credited for breaking that stigma.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, I say this thing called tank. There are no coincidences. I say it all the time now. Yay! (laughs) So it's very tank because obviously as a astrologer, a lot of the work that I do is uh, talking about mental health, talking Mm. about the internal Mm. versus the external and what's going on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And I still, you know, when somebody, uh, you know, if I'm being interviewed, for instance, by somebody who is, I could tell they're skeptical of the work that I do. And they ask, Mm. oh, well, it sounds a lot like therapy. Still today, you know, doing this for a very long time at this point, I get nervous. Because anyone who is not a licensed mental health professional, right. people are wary and skeptical of. And sure. so I immediately am like, it's not therapy. It's therapeutic. It's not therapy. Yes. yes but yes. even me having to be so defensive right. um, is not. I, I think that there's, yeah, I think it's a little problematic because there are so many ways to help and to um, support mental health and mental yes. wellness and emotional yes. and spiritual yes. wellness that aren't just the traditional institutionalized. Yes. Version. However, I also have been actively in traditional therapy yeah. for 15 years. So like, totally. fine, you know, yeah. But that doesn't mean that the work that I don't do, I do is invalid. You know, it doesn't invalidate 100%. the experiences that we have, that I have with my clients that I have in this astrological practice. Yeah. But, I think, and I was, so I was struck by the title of your book, the subtitle, you know, (laughs) I was struck by the stuff the therapists don't tell you right? because, you know, it's very- You. Yeah. I mean, yes. What's the word that I'm trying to find? It's, it's edgy. Mm, (laughs) It's definitely like it's pointed, you know, because in, we have created a culture where- Mm -hmm. Unless a therapist is telling you something or you're being diagnosed by mm-hmm. a psychiatrist or a medical mm-hmm. professional, like we can't self-diagnose. We don't want to play amateur right. psychologist. Right. So you being like, hey, I actually have information that therapists are not telling you and I'm <laughs> right. not a professional at this. I'm a human. Yes. Is really interesting mm-hmm. and uh, controversial.
1: Yeah. I mean, nail on the head with like, first of all, I want to address like, and I need people to hear this, whoever talks about like you not being therapy. This practice of like spirituality and self-love has done more wonders for my mental health and relationship to myself and my mind than any fucking therapy session, ER appointment. You know, all of that I believe in and I think is good and well. This is a supplement that I absolutely need. And I think more people could use and take away that veil of like, well, it's witchy and like memes and astral It's like, there's so much more. So like, first of all, just want to say that, like you are so validated and like what you're doing is changing people's lives, 100%. Um, as far as like the book, you nailed it. Like my purpose in writing this was I wanted to write the book that I wish I had when I was 17 and started having panic attacks. And I would go to these doctors and they'd be like so clinical and medicinal. And I'm like, yeah, but what about all of this fucking shit inside my energy? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? And I'm just medicating, medicating, medicating. And the whole purpose is like, the the title underneath has my name and then scratched out underneath it is MD PhD. And it's like, I purposely am telling you, I am one of you. I am you. I've been you. I've been institutionalized. I've been to rehab. I've been suicidal. I've been, you know, successful. I've had panic attacks in public places. I've canceled on things. Like I have been through it. And I just want to put everything in one place of my journey that is not just. Written, it's not a biography. It's not like a memoir. Um, it's a workbook. So every uh, it's split into three sections: anxiety, panic, and depression. And every page is a different tactic or exercise or treatment or game or like you know, silly journaling or drawing. You know, my favorite page is that there's like a connect the dots exercise of an image that turns out to be Ryan Gosling holding a bunny, and I'm like, wow. I'm always asked, like, what the fuck is that in there for? And I'm like, I just think it's very soothing. Like, when I'm having a panic attack and I need something to do with my hands, I'm just, I'm, like, thrilled. I, ha-
0: I have to show you this. I think you'll what? really appreciate it. So we're recording this on the on the day of the full moon, first day of the season. Oh, my God. Yes. I so. know. Tank. Um, oh, and tank. last night in the Constellation Club, which is the community yes. where we do all of our lunations. And I need to join. We were making, yes, you do. We were making remote controls for Mm. our energy so Mm. we could turn it up and turn it down as needed and i think you'll appreciate that (gasps) diesel giving me a heart oh my god yeah oh my god i saw him in the magazine it was like the first page i opened and i was like yeah that's yes that's therapeutic but yeah it's very (laughs) therapeutic for him like look at that and it makes you
1: smile and laugh also side note I got to interview him for our podcast. You better pleasures for fast nine. That just, or yeah, fast nine that just came out. We got to interview him for like five minutes and he called me familia. It was one of the best moments of my life.
0: No, he didn't.
1: Yes. He
0: You're did. in his family.
1: He said, you guys are familiar. And he said it in like his Vin Diesel voice. So it was you like, know, you his mom,
0: it, rumor has this it a his- fucking astrologist? We asked him on the, the interview
1: we said what sign is dom and he split up he started like he he totally broke out of his character and he was like you guys my mom was here 5 minutes ago and she is an astrologist and i would have asked her that is the best question i've been asked today i'm going to get back to you guys and like it made him talk
0: about it and i've heard him speak publicly about this
1: stuff so like
0: I love that for you. Yeah, yeah. There is a uh, there is an amazing clip of him on Jimmy Kimmel where yes. he asked Jimmy. He's, he's like, like and Jimmy's all like mansplaining, like and, and like, oh no no, you don't know your like, rising, you don't know your rising.
1: Fucking <laughs> yeah. dead. I'm I'm so happy he exists in the world.
0: Me too. He is my favorite cancer of oh the God. moment. He oh, he's favorite. a cancer. Obviously,
1: cancers are my best friends. Always, isn't that funny?
0: I love that for you. Yeah.
1: They're always my best friends, I turn out.
0: Um, I would love to pull up your birth chart if you were comfortable <gasps> Please, with
1: that. I have it tattooed on my arm. The whole thing? I mean, it's the it's like the imagery without the circle around it. It's just the lines.
0: Oh, wow, look at that grand trine. I can see yeah. it.
1: Yeah, beautiful.
0: Yeah, I got it That's when I was really in Lisbon.
1: Cool. I got a read from an amazing astrologist who I still use to this day. And she drew it for me, and I got it in Barcelona.
0: That's it so worldly.
1: Yeah, I was like, uh, culture.
0: <laughs> okay, Kelsey, where yes. were you born?
1: Torrance at Little Company of Mary Hospital in Torrance or Redondo, whichever city you want to call it. It's one within the other in Redondo California. Beach. Yes.
0: Cool. Okay, and what is your exact birthday? Eight sixteen ninety. And your birth time.
1: 1:55 a.m.
0: All right, here we go, baby. Ah! Here we go, baby. Let's get it on. Uh, share screen. This Ooh! one only. Can ah, there she is. You can only see my your birth chart, right? Yes. You Can't see no the fuck show that is no. my desktop.
1: No, I would never ever put my desktop live on screen either. Yeah, that would it's be
0: like really like
1: showing you my pussy, but. <laughs>
0: Actually, actually, like, honestly, I'd be like, oh, my God, this
1: is so personal.
0: Right. Okay. So, oh, my goodness. Look at this beautiful chart. So you have this 27 degree Gemini rising, Mm. this 29 degree anaerobic degree uh, Gemini moon. Another anoretic degree over here for Jupiter. What does so, anoretic mean? Can you tell me? Exactly? Of course I can. I would never just leave you with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this sounds like physics. And I did very awful <laughs> in physics. So each zodiac sign goes from zero to 29 degrees. And this is why there's no cusps is because mm. at the t- there's a moment when a planet is going to move from 29 degrees And 59 minutes into zero degrees and zero minutes. Sure. There is a very specific sort of like motion, right? Sure. Which is why when we have someone who's born, let's say today, when the sun is in Leo, but it's right after cancer season, they could be like, oh, I'm a cancer Leo cusp," but it's like, no, you're a zero degree Ah. Leo or you're a 29 degree cancer. That's Ah. why the time of birth is so important. I did not know that. So if you were born at to 10, you know, I would have been, you would have been a cancer moon.
1: Oh, uh, well also emotions. So I would have been okay with that.
0: <laughs> yes. You do have a lot of other cancer stuff going on. So we have there cancer you covered you have everything, single Zodiac sign in your birth chart. So oh my have God. A little bit of everything. Even that little Aries. Yeah. Even this. So this uh-huh. is where Aries is in your birth chart. Wow.
1: It looks so empty over there.
0: (laughs) Well, if we were to use another technique called progressions, um, Uh that's where the moon, let's just pull that up because this is also how the planets uh, move through time. Oh.
1: You can see that things are really
0: starting to change already. So, yeah, there is. There's a lot of movement going on, so eventually oh. you are going to have the moon in Aries through <gasps> progression too. Got it. But even okay. still, you know, if we look at the transits, Chiron is currently in Aries, so this <gasps> is activating the Aries area of your chart. Ooh, what is
1: this amazing program you're using? Oh,
0: this is called Time Passages.
1: Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It is.
0: It's my favorite because I think that it just um,
1: breaks its it down. Very beautiful.
0: Yeah, it makes it very easy to see. So going back to your birth chart, the 29th degree is, is considered one of the critical degrees in astrology. It's called the anaerobic degree. And it it's a very sensitive degree because it is the end of a cycle, right? So Ah. it it signifies the end of something, the completion of something. And whenever I see 29 degree, my question for that planet is sort of like, well, what are you still doing here? You know what I mean? Like, why haven't you moved on to cancer yet? Why Jupiter, are you not in Leo? What does it mean? What's the value of sort of staying at the very edge and hovering in that last moment of that sign? What you doing, girl? Theoretically, you would have absorbed like a lot of the lessons already of Mm. that zodiac sign, but Mm. because it hasn't pushed over into the other side yet in your chart, that sort of tension of like, but there's still more to learn. (sighs) Really, you know, that becomes the narrative of that placement. God damn. Uh, but yeah, amazing. <laughs> there's still <laughs> more to learn.
1: I told you, I'm like a soaker of information and uh, like, you know, women always feel like it's, they never do enough. Like there's always more to be done.
0: So I have an interesting question to ask you, mm-hmm. um, which has nothing to do with the 29th degree or any of the placements that we've talked about so far. It actually has to do with this little guy Mars okay. at 21 degrees Taurus in your 12th house. So I just made a video recently because I have started to notice a trend with Mars in the 12th house that Meghan Markle has, Britney (gasps) Spears has. And I'm starting to wonder, with people who have Mars in the 12th house, it seems like the systems that are supposed to support them actually... Fail them. Yes. Has that that been your experience?
1: Yeah. Like, I literally that is a reflection of the mental health system for me and for the chronic pain that I live with the systems that have completely failed me. I've written about this asking when you go to the people, like the one place, the hospital that's supposed to help you and doctors say, we cannot help you. What the fuck am I supposed to do? It's like, it's the scariest feeling in the world. It feels like unreal. It feels very disassociative. Like I, I truly don't know where I'm supposed to go now. And that is so reflective of yes, the mental health system and the pain management system we have here in America.
0: Yes. Yes. And you know, it's interesting because I, I like to sort of look at charts and, you know, as soon as I start to establish a pattern, I like to start testing it and asking people, have you seen this theme come up in your life? Um, is this something that you can relate to? And I think the fact that you, had to you know that you were compelled to even write a book about being mm. like hey this is what i didn't fucking learn and yeah, i had to learn for my, my goddamn god. self right because that's how unsupported i was through this uh, process is really indicative of tank 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 indeed Tankity,
1: tank, tank, tank. Tankity,
0: tank 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 tank
1: tank 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 tank, <laughs> tank, tank tank it's gonna be like thong, 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 thong.
0: <laughs> oh my god cisco let <laughs> tank,
1: start saying that now
0: <laughs> cisco um yeah. I've been thinking about Cisco a lot recently. So that's oh, also tank, but that is separate. tank. <laughs> I, I just went through this whole, like, you know, I really went back into the early aughts and was like, uh, what has been going on that mean? hasn't yeah. been fully that I haven't fully processed yet. Mm. Um, and the thong song was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> I also want to mention the fact that you have your midheaven which is your legacy, your reputation, <gasps> what? what you are going to be sort of remembered for in this lifetime <gasps> in beautiful mystical sign of Pisces.
1: I know nothing about Pisces.
0: It is deeply spiritual. <gasps> it is extremely compassionate. It is extremely oh. empathetic. And it's really about healing. It's the healer, <gasps> spiritual healing. You're kidding. And Here comes another tank. The fact that on the other side of your Saturn return, as you are you know, in your thirties into your adulthood. Yes. It is, you know, talking about mental health through spirituality and through sort of non-traditional forms is actually yes. what your mission legacy is. Yeah.
1: Bitch tank, tank, yes. to tank, 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 tank. This tank, is tank, crazy. Tank, 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 tank. I mean, it, I never like, bitch, if you would have told me fucking even like 10, five years ago that I was going to be able to help people through mental health, I would have like punched you and laughed in your face. And
0: and then we would have identified that you indeed (laughs) should be looking at your anger management. Yes, like
1: (laughs) I I truly would have thought you were fucking... Like I was so fucked up. I was so in a place of like, this will never get better. This will never be better. And the fact that like I'm here today... And like, you know, we didn't touch on this, but also that I'm sober, like is a a miracle to me. It really feels like a miracle.
0: When did you become sober?
1: Two years ago, actually, like two years ago in June. June. Well, it's tricky because I was still drink. I was still drunk. So I can't remember if it was June 15th or June 25th. I have it in my calendar, I think is June. Yes, the 15th, June 15th
0: of 2019? Yes. I thought so. (laughs) What? (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Okay. Well, for anyone who is uh, watching this with us on YouTube, uh, you'll see this if you know how to read the chart. But if you are just listening to the audio of this, allow me to explain. Please. So on this day, on June 15th, the sun was in your 12th house. It was about to move into your first house, but it was still in your 12th house. The 12th house is the area of the chart that's associated with secrets, hidden things, addiction, and recovery. It's like a sign. So it's all of the things that we do in secret, which also kind of makes sense to me that you're like, it's a little ambiguous what day it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. But even more sort of like, I, I I wouldn't, not necessarily even more meaningfully, but like, here's more. And wait, yeah. there's more. And wait, there's more of Mars was creating a direct opposition to your Saturn, and you were going through your Saturn return. Yes. And yes. you also had Pluto, uh, the planet of epic transformation, <gasps> also involved in Pluto. this. Yes, R. I. Pluto. Yes. Pluto. Forget. <laughs> no, Pluto is still alive and well. In okay, nostalgia. good. Don't good, worry. Good, good, So Mars, the planet of action, making a connection to Saturn. You're going through your Saturn return. Um, Pluto is also there. We also had the nodes of destiny, conjunct your Mercury, which is about, you know, and your north node is there. So it's about communication. It's about communicating your truth. It's in the house of the body. But then all of the real activity about Saturn and all of the sort of this is what I need in order to survive is in the eighth house of death, sex, and transformation, Whoa. exposing us to the fact that you were going through this rebirth.
1: Wow. Dog. I can't even explain how like <laughs> insane this piece of my life was. I can't
0: explain how amazing it is to feel when you were called dog. Like
1: that to <laughs> me was like, oh, like it, I'm from it to South, me all the so time. Yes. My vernacular is a little more like Southern, uh comfort, um, hospitality, like that's how we (laughs) talk to each other. But like that period of my life was so fucking transformational. I not only got sober, like fixed my relationship with my partner and myself, but I decided to do a two week trip to Europe solo for my birthday that year. And that's where I met my astrologer and like, my biggest fear. There's about three chapters in my book about flying anxiety and panic attacks. Being able to take an a, a intercon or a transatlantic flight by myself, I almost broke my sobriety. I almost had a panic attack. Like getting on a plane by myself and being able to fly to fucking Europe and then do flights in between by myself was absolutely conquering my biggest fear in life. That was an unbelievable trip for me. And that happened right after I decided to get sober and like seeing this and having like that astrologer in Lisbon, tell me the same thing. Like you're in your Saturn return, like right fucking now. And I was like, what? I don't even know what that means. It's a big deal. Apparently like it tank. I just, I I'm like speechless.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I am very moved by this chart of sobriety for you because I do think that it's very much, you know, this is the, awakening of your potential, you know, Mm, and mm. obviously, you know, having Mars, having planets in the 12th house, but Mars in the 12th house can definitely struggle with addiction. Um, Mm. And I would imagine, you know, astrology aside, that if you're being prescribed medication, when you're Mm -hmm in high school that it's going to, you know, medicating yourself is going to become very second nature and become very dangerous.
1: Oh, very numbing. You know, I no spoilers, but like, I want to write my third book about sobriety and like the anti AA book, just because what I've learned about recovery and like rebirth has been so Against the system, it's just like going exactly with like the Britney, Meghan Markle thing is like, I think also the recovery system fails women, fails millennials, fails anyone othered. Um, And that's like been weighing heavy on my mind. So like while I finish my second book, I'm like already making the outline for the third about that.
0: So, So you're not in AA. So, no. Or you're maybe you are. I don't know. It's no, I'm not. This, but. No, no, no,
1: <laughs> I'm not. I, pr- I proudly say I'm not. I believe it was a system created by a white man for white men.
0: So what system do you use to maintain your sobriety?
1: There's an incredible book that I highly recommend to anyone that's like sober curious or whatever. And I think it's for anyone, not just women. But it's called Quit Like a Woman by Holly Whitaker. And it goes through the process of how she also got sober without AA because I never... Identified with the word alcoholic. Like, I'll joke and say it because it's a term that society understands. Like, oh, you had a problem with drinking. But like, I never felt comfortable calling myself an alcoholic. I never felt comfortable going into a room of people and releasing my power that was mostly dominated by white men. I was like, bitch, I spent 30 years building up my motherfucking power. Why am I about to just sit here and be like shamed into giving it up into saying that like something else is above me and taking over me and that? I never felt like I was one drink away from ruining my life. Like if I ever decided to go back to drinking, like I'd probably be fine and successful the same way that I was like a functioning, you know, heavy, problematic drinker my entire life. But the shame and the religion that is baked into AA never fucking vibed with me. I never felt comfortable there. I never felt like, you know, I never wanted that either to become my identity, which I think a lot of people getting sober are like, oh, I'm going to have to give up everything about my old life. And I'm going to have to get like all these new friends. And they're all going to be sober people. And it's going to be AA. And that's going to be my life. And I never fucking wanted to do that. I wanted to do it on my own terms. And so Holly Whitaker's book talks about like practicing getting sober because it's a big deal. Like, don't be hard on yourself if you are sober curious and you do end up drinking again like i don't even consider it like the word relapse is so heavy and coded and in failure that i'm like no you have to practice doing something like you wouldn't just go run a marathon without ever running before so like for me it was about being able to know that i could quit for 30 days 60 days 90 days and it just reinforced like oh wait you can do this there is just something somewhere in your connective tissues in your brain that when you do say I am going to actually take part in it. That is a filler for something, right? Like my favorite thing to say about sobriety is that drinking isn't actually doing anything. Like tailgating, cocktail hour, happy hour, pre-gaming with your friends—like that isn't actually the act of doing anything. You're just drinking, and it's just numbing or changing or whatever. And like alcohol is ethanol. Like we put we we actively as a society accept that as a normal thing and that if you don't drink you're fucking weird like Mm -hmm. that alone that psychology alone of like our culture is like on your 21st birthday you got to go out and get wasted why wouldn't you like you're weird you never drink what the fuck what's wrong with you that to me is like hello red flag patriarchy why the fuck isn't anyone saying anything about like how fucked up this is and like the again like the fact that I am someone who was known as like the internet's alcohol girl and now I'm standing here today saying like 100% everything about my life is better after I stopped drinking is again another miracle for me to wow think that and like integrating this practice self self-love it, self-care can sound like a little bit face mask and bubble bath but like tuning into my intuition and listening to my body and building that relationship deeper practicing it every single day baking into routines and goals has like completely fucking changed my life.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot about um, here in America, like the things that we eat, the things that we put into our bodies, the things that we consume are poisons. Yep. And they are and why are they poisons? It's because they're being manufactured by these like multi-billion billion billion dollar corporations that Old are just women. trying to be efficient, <laughs> you know? It's mm-hmm. just about efficiency and creating Make addiction money. so that you can continue to have mm-hmm. a business and it's really just mm-hmm. all the greed of mm-hmm. consumerism. And if you actually really do stop and think about what is in this thing that I'm eating or what is in this drink that I'm consuming, you're not going to want to do it. You know, right. you're going to be like, oh, no, that's like horrible. Like, I, yeah. why would I want to put plastic in my body? Why would
1: Knowledge I is put- power.
0: Yeah. But we live in a, such a disassociated society and mm-hmm. we live in a society that it's scary to actually um, lift the veil and to expose what's going on because... Because we also don't necessarily have an alternative, you know, and a lot of people don't have alternatives. So right. you can't be like, look, what's in your McDonald's. if <laughs> yeah. That's also the only what thing you that afford. you can consistently afford to feed your family with. You know, that's really that would be cruel, you know? Yeah. It's 100 yeah. percent not our
1: fault. We we are born into this world. It's been this way for a very long time. So the act of deciding to lift that veil is very fucking brave. And I think like that can apply to anything, right? Like your food, your mental health system, your sobriety, like your self-love practice, like all of that I feel like is so brave and taking that first step in acknowledging it, like you're clearly balls deep in the game, but like for anyone <laughs> listening, just deciding to like open that up a little bit is I think the bravest thing you can do.
0: It is, and it's really scary, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's brave and terrifying because a lot of the time there isn't a solution. So then you are just sort of like, you know, flailing, right? Like you're like yeah. hurling through time and space with the awareness, but don't necessarily mm-hmm. have um, space or solutions mm-hmm. or answers to resolve it. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And like, you know, that's why I wrote the book, I wrote just to have like a little piece in the system for people to use and like support you are like you should have support and all of these factors of it in getting knowledge and getting information about it like m- one of my favorite quotes is like we're born alone and we die alone and the moments in between are to be shared and I really believe like fostering connection and communication and asking for help and and building that community like I cannot wait to join your community because I think that that's like such an easy way to make that process less scary
0: Yes, absolutely. And community itself can be also scary. You know, Mm. it can be really scary to be vulnerable and to be to show up as a piece, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of a whole. Right. But Mm -hmm. that's ultimately like if we think about what we are as individuals, as a species, as the history of humans, as the history of Earth, like we are just pieces, you know, mm-hmm. and we are meant to sort of coexist with all of our other little pieces for the time yeah. and the consciousness that we're here.
1: We're all connected, baby.
0: We are all connected. Okay. I love that. Now a few questions for you. Yes. Okay. Question number one. What do you believe in?
1: Oh what a question, girl. Yeah, just
0: casual. You know. <laughs>
1: um, what do I believe in? I believe in routine.
0: Ooh, an unexpected, thought-provoking answer
1: routine right routine has given me more freedom than the idea of freedom i have baked in there's another really good book i love to recommend is atomic habits which just teaches you like how to change your life in a easy simple way and how to get desired results out of your life that you want and by implementing a routine especially as someone that's sober and with mental health diagnoses having that routine has given me the freedom to be everything else that I can be during the day.
0: I I am so obsessed with that answer and it, ah! it is so tank and it's so ah! meaningful to me because my mom, who is a deeply close person to me, yeah, shares my Pisces moon placement, um and is really a very eccentric person. Yeah. And she taught me basically that routines are boring. And yeah. Cool, uh, interesting, artistic people don't have routine. Right, they stay up all night. They wake up yeah. whatever, like artists. But, but I also didn't know at the time that the issues with mental health that were right. so prominent in mm. my household and her, my me as the only child, her as a single sure. mom. Oh wow, and yeah. you know that th- this rejection of routine was also enabling. Um, wow, her, and her behavior and her decisions about sure. what drugs she uses. Mm. Um. And so in into my life, I was like, I'm cool. Thus, I don't have routine. Right. And it really was wow. my a beautiful um, Aries sun, Virgo moon partner who was like, you need to have a bedtime. And I was like, I don't have a <laughs> bedtime. I'm a I like, sleep <laughs> when the world tells yeah, me. I'm yeah, i sleep when I sleep. But no. wanting to fortify our relationship, caring enough about our relationship yes. to, to bend to his his lifestyle a little bit, and to be to start to see like actually, mm. you have so much more freedom in mm-hmm. containers than you mm-hmm. do when you don't have any containers at all. Oh. You know, you can do so much more like in a vessel than if you are just oozing everywhere, yes. and that there is no central focus.
1: Hondo, love your partner for that.
0: Yeah, he's yeah. Very, very special. Yeah, uh, very patient to oh. work with me through that because Dang. I. I mean, I was pre-Saturn return.
1: Ah, really, uh, <laughs> fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the not self-actualized version mm, of myself mm-hmm, when we met. Mm-hmm. But That's why you have him. You know? I know. Yeah. It's, it's true. Next question yes. is, how does magic show up in your life?
1: Ah, okay. I want to tell you a story about this morning because it's so magic-y. Oh, so- yay! Like all the time, every day, right? And like noticing those little magic things is amazing. I told you before we started recording that I bought my first deck. They're not tarot cards, but they're like affirmation cards that you can ask the universe question and like whatever it shows you kind of thing. Like I'm learning. I'm very like newbie starter pack. And so I'm doing it for the first time this morning. I'm outside, like the sun hasn't risen. And today was the first day that I was going to decide if I was going to try microdosing. And I am a sober person, but I believe that like marijuana and shrooms are plants from the earth. And like, I've heard amazing things about it for chronic pain, but I am fucking terrified of like any hallucinogenic psilocybin, like any drug like that. I was never about that life. I was very much more like a cocaine gal. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so I put the cards down. I pulled cards for myself for the first time. And the first one that it said was just start. And I was like, Bitch, what? And then, so like that was witchy in itself. And I was like, oh my God. So obviously, I ate the psilocybin and here I am today. Everything's fine. Everything's going great. Handy dandy.
0: Wait, so you're microdosing right now?
1: Yes. Like today is the first day I've ever done it.
0: Oh my God. First day I've ever done shrooms. And like,
1: I feel perfectly fine and amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love this so much. Yeah. I mean, tank on all ways, but also like, like, just like, wow, what a reveal. Like 52 (laughs) minutes into recording, it's like, wait, you're microdosing right now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And like, I've been feeling it as like this huge weight. It's this big, scary thing. It's like only... Addicts or like artists or people that live in the woods do that, but like it's becoming more mainstream and we're you know even the FDA is using it blah blah blah. So I'm trying to like normalize it, but in that sense I have to be a part of it. So this is me like trying it. Um, but right after I did that, I felt this need to pull for my sister, so I texted her and I was like, "Hey, do you have like a question? I want to pull for you." And I pulled some like funny cards. It was something she was asking about like her golf game tomorrow. But then as I was pulling, a hummingbird came up like this close to my face and just like sat there and hovered. And since we were 18 years old, my sister and I have always said whenever we see a hummingbird, it means one of us is thinking about the other person. Oh, my so it's goodness. Like, I don't want to like appropriate the word spirit animal, but like that's kind of how we felt about each other. And so whenever I see one, I'll text her or whatever. And a fucking hummingbird came and was like hovering in front of my face as I was pulling for my sister. And I was like, what is happening? It was just like the craziest shit ever. Like oh my magic. gosh, that's
0: so beautiful. I Tankety love tank, that. Tankity tank. tank 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 tank, tank. tank, tank, tank. Yeah. Um, Well, speaking of tarot, I would love to pull a card for you. Yes. Please, 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 This is my dream. Do you have a question or uh, <sighs> a topic that you would like to pull on? Because the cards do yes. best when it's in response. I
1: would like financial um, answers about some business that I've just started. And uh, like my partner and I just went through and like combed through all of our financials because don't need to get into it. You can find the story on YouTube, but we got robbed of a lot of money and from like a guy who broke into our house at night not long ago. And it was very traumatic. And that's why we moved and blah, blah, blah. So we had to redo our finances for insurance, yada, yada, yada. So I'm in a funky place and I just want some like financial clarity. Is that a question? Wow, yeah. but do you need a specific one? No, no, no. That's That's okay.
0: I could definitely work with that. Okay. Okay. So would you like me to pull from pile one, pile two, or pile three? Two. Beautiful choice. It's actually the biggest of all the piles. Ah! Ah! Give me, give me, give me. (laughs) um, um. Okay. So let me make sure that I know exactly what to uh, ask here, which is Mm. what do we need to know to create more financial, like, flow? Abundance. Abundance. Okay. So what's what, so what does financial, what do we need to know about financial abundance? What is the energy, a message, something that is going to help us get to more financial abundance? Yes. Okay, cool, cool, cool. I got it now. Okay. Page of swords. So Mm -hmm. this card is very much an air sign card and it's also, so it could be an air sign person. I would say that even though you are a Leo, you are also an air sign person Mm. because you have double gems. Yeah. Uh. In those, you know, you have more than just the two gems, but you have your rising and moon. So swords in general is really about the intellect. It's about the mind. It is about um, the things that we are, you know, the things that we conceive on the cerebral and intellectual plane. Mm -hmm. So it's about an idea. And page is about the beginning of something. It is someone who is just starting. It is still (sighs) not fully... Formed, but it is a it is leaning into your genius it is leaning into your creative um, intellectual intelligence and it is coming up with a new plan so this to me is yes. like a new plan that is still not full in maturation but is in the early stages and has the potential to become something really monumental
1: literally I am in my pre-seed raise for my business for an app I just created and it's not formed yet if the build comes once we get the pre-seed money and i'm like i should find out in the next week if we made like the pre-seed race oh
0: you're gonna make it ah!
1: yeah well the fact that you pulled that card and you were saying like it's it's the new plan like i keep wondering like if i start this business business is it going to detract me from like everything that i i've done normally with like entertainment and performing because this business is is an app so it's not like Involved in what I do normally, but I keep getting fucking pulled to this and the universe keeps opening doors and creating meetings and introducing me to people. And like, that's just more confirmation that like, yes, that is the that is the way to
0: go. Yeah, I feel very that the page of swords is a very much a green light on that. Oh, uh, see, I
1: fucking love this shit. Maybe there's mushrooms, <laughs> but I feel amazing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you are the best. You are so fabulous. So you are. Um, you are. You are. This is always what happens. Whenever two Leos get into a room, it's always like, you're the best. No, you're the best. I love your, your hair. I love your makeup. I love your face. I love everything. And are we gonna ha- the real question is, are we going to have a joint birthday party on August 17th, which is the day between our two birthdays? Aha,
1: uh-huh, No percento. Okay. Good. Yeah. Ahead. Thanks. Here the in universe. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, where can we find you? Where can we stay connected? Where could we uh, be the first to discover what this page of swords is all oh about? Oh, my
1: God. Okay. So, you can find me at Kelsey Dara on all the things. Obviously, the podcasts, I've got two of them confidently it's secure and guilty pleasures. Uh, and the new business is called Swap skis. It is a marketplace app where it is one to one home decor trading. You don't actually have to buy anything, it's trading. Wait, with so can I people. trade
0: for the SM gear?
1: Yes, like that (laughs) plant behind you. you, Yes, 100%. And you can go sign up for our newsletter at swapskis.co. We're on Instagram at swapskis and be excited because we're trying to launch this year.
0: That's so exciting. Congratulations. Page of Swords. So amazing. Yes, Page of Swords energy, fully, fully, fully. Uh, Thank you so much. So lovely as always.
1: You too.